one soul ring. Oh, are you having trouble? No, I'm good. Are you in trouble, Eric? <laughs> the mic is sometimes like picking up, you know, random things. I see these little ticks and I'm like, what is making sound around me? <laughs> I hear you. I hear you speak. Literally. Speaking of which, this is Turn One Soul Ring. I'm Kevin. Hey, I'm Eric. And we have our editor and guest host Ainsley joining us. Hello. So today on the show, we are going to be wrapping up our series explaining the events depicted in the novel Planeswalker. At least I hope so. We also have a bit of magic news to talk about. But before we get to that, Eric, how can listeners find us out there on the internet? So people can find us over on the Instagram at Turn One Soul Ring, the podcast. Uh, you can also get directly in touch with us through email. Uh, we are Turn One Soul Ring, the podcast at gmail.com. Uh, and then also over on YouTube, <laughs> you can find us as well. Type in the old turn one soul ring. Uh, if you type in the podcast, you'll find us easier. It's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we're making progress because you don't have to type yep. that in anymore. But it still helps. He's right. <laughs> it does help, yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's move on to some of the noteworthy things that have been happening in the world of magic in the last... Eh, this is probably closer to two weeks old now, but... Um, it's kind of our style to be a little late to these uh, noteworthy things. But anyways, we did get the full spoiler list for the upcoming Commander Collection green product. Uh, and you've probably heard what the list contains. But in case you haven't, it's as follows. We have Worldly Tutor, Fraley's Llanowar's Fury, Seaborn Muse, Omnath, Locust of Mana, Sylvan Library, Soul Ring, Command Tower, and Bane of Progress. We still don't know what this is going to cost, right, Eric? Yeah, there hasn't been a price that's been thrown out there by them yet. So, and we don't, and they don't do, they don't do MSRPs. So we don't, uh, we really don't know. But um, even Pleasant Kenobi made a, a good point about this uh, when he made a video about this product, talking about how uh, back when they were doing from the vault and they did have MSRPs, you know, there was still price gouging. You know, it was it was difficult to get a from the vault product at the MSRP price. So I guess my point is just that the fact that they don't have MSRPs wouldn't even be a good indicator of how expensive this product would be. Totally, because this is also only available at um LGSs and then the Oh, it's not even yeah. just LGSs, but it's um what was it? It's like the it's like the it's like WPN be- stores that are like premium WPN so stores. You, you first of all have to be a WPN store, which means you have to be doing like tournaments and stuff at your store. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so if you're a card, because I was watching one of um, Alf Investments videos and because he doesn't do the tournaments at his card shops, he can't get this product. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have to report the results of your tournament specifically. Yeah. So even not all card shops are going to be getting these only ones that, you know, host tournaments and stuff. And, uh, even the foil one. Yeah, yeah, you were saying that even the foil one, you have to be an even sort of bigger WPN store to get the foil one in kind of the same way that you had to be to get the Secret Layer Ultimate Edition. Yeah. So uh we'll see. I think we have one store like that in our city that will get the the foil ones, the foil but ones. but still who knows how much uh how much these are gonna cost. I think if they costed like the price of a Legends uh, like mint Sylvan Library, that would probably be reasonable for what you're getting but all these cards being reprinted are going to reduce the value of all these cards so it's you know we're really gonna have to see how this shakes out yeah like i also wonder i I wonder to what degree because how many of these are going to be printed as well but that's another question mark yeah if it's if it's that kind of uh exclusive product um but uh, yeah, we'll we'll see. So like I, I've I've heard different content creators talk about the price of these and like you know somewhere between like a hundred and hundred and fifty for the non foil and two hundred to two hundred and fifty for the foil sounds pretty reasonable for what you're getting. Even just like the you know like Sylvan Library Canadian right now is I, I haven't looked at the price since they revealed this list, but it was sitting at like sixty to seventy dollars for quite a while now so i think well i think that the inclusion of soul ring and command tower are cool in the sense that they have specific green centric art i think they're a bit of a miss because those cards aren't really synonymous with green especially soul ring they're synonymous with commander but um i think it would have been better if they had like marketed this product as like six cards that are green and then two cards that are just you know great commander mainstays but i i think i would have included 
just specifically green cards as opposed to, uh, you know, these cards that are printed in every commander set all the time. It's also kind of funny that in their description, they're like, green. Uh, the Commander Collection Green is a box set of eight reprinted cards themed to one color and what it does best. In this case, green, the color of big mana and big creatures. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> the biggest creature we have is Seedborn Muse as a 2-4. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, that, that bit kind of misses the mark. It's kind of funny. I do have to say, I actually really like the Command Tower art. I want a foil of that one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and it's um, no, they're they like they they look fantastic. Yeah, and and I think however you feel about the soaring and the command tower, like the rest of the cards that they they have in this set, they really, are good. Yeah, really make up for it. They're fantastic. This is like the first uh, foil printing of worldly tutor that I know of. So like that's pretty sweet. That's actually yeah, that's really cool too. So for people who like to get their decks all foiled out, gotta get them foil. Well, we like um, foil. And then of course, if this goes over well. And they do more of them. I just think that you're going to get a command tower and soul ring in every single one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yep. And, uh, you know, that's fantastic for specifically monocolored decks, which is interesting because those are sort of the least popular decks in the commander format. So uh, I hadn't thought about that up until now. And I think that's a bit of a miss too. Like me, like as a player, I love monocolored decks and the restrictions around them and, and, and building around them. But they are a lot less common, I find. Uh, yeah, like I myself have never had a monocolored commander deck. Jeez. Uh, I, and I'm, I, I am... love a monocolor. <laughs> <Yeah>. Mono white. <laughs> Mono yeah. white. Yeah, you're not going to hear that too often. No, I'm a, I'm a white stand for sure. <laughs> I am uh, 10 cards away from having a monocolored deck, so. that's a, That would be an interesting philosophical discussion. Hey, like, when does a deck become a deck? Like, is it is it like when you buy the first card for the deck or is it when you buy the last card for the deck or, you know, somewhere in between? <laughs> you know, that's, that's, that's pretty funny. That's interesting. Should we, uh, should we move on to the uh, Commander Legends spoilers that we got as well? Yeah, why not? Okay, well, I was kind of surprised that we got these because I thought this set wasn't coming out until December, but I guess I, I looked back and watched the videos that they released. Uh, I guess it was December or January last year, and they did say just Q4 of 2020, but this set is coming out at the beginning of November, I think, so we're getting... Uh, at the time that they released these spoilers, we hadn't gotten any Zendikar spoilers. We have now, but I'm definitely glad they brought back the partner mechanic as opposed to partner with. Um, I haven't had a chance to see how the new partner commanders synergize with the original partner commanders, but anytime you print partner on a card, players are going to start to brew like crazy. And also, we're, we might see another like Timna and Thrasios combination or multiple versions of combinations like that. What do you, what do you think about all these spoilers, Eric? Yeah, partner is definitely interesting. Um, sometimes I think that it, in a way, can be a little too game-breaking with some of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but it's a... I obviously see a certain... Like, with a couple of the spoilers and stuff, uh, if you're going to do a draft commander set, I think you need to do partner... <laughs> definitely and and especially monocolored partner commanders yeah and so it'll be interesting to see like what they do with um like just how, what these partners going to be like because we're getting i think it was like just over 40 mm-hmm. so it's going to be right. like 1500 plus combinations which is insane yeah and as if commander staples run as expensive enough already yeah Telling me. <laughs> yeah do it like me everybody just print a proxy cube and and then you don't need to build another commander deck there you go. No, I kid. I'm going to uh, build more commander decks. <laughs> but uh, I, th- I think it'll be fun to brew around all these different um, partner co- uh, combinations as well, because it really gives, like I said, if there's over 1,500 combinations, that's a lot of stuff to look at and uh, try and brew around and such. So, Yeah, and that's a lot of uh, content for content creators. So we're going sure to get, we're gonna have to get Riley on this. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Riley. <laughs> nice, throwing it back. Yeah. I like that. Uh, we're also getting two commander decks with this uh, Commander Legend set. Uh, we don't know what's going to be in them, uh, except mostly reprints. But uh, yeah, it's just kind of funny that we got these spoilers before Zendikar. Now we're getting Zendikar spoilers, but uh, yeah, I, th- I just thought that was kind of a, an interesting thing that they that they did. I guess they did it in tandem with the Commander Collection to kind of you know give us the collection and then give us the spoilers as a little bit of dessert. But um, 
you know, either way, yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying it. Okay, uh, so, uh, is there anything else we need to talk about before we get back to uh, Urza and Zancha? Uh, I guess there's also like um, an interesting new foiling that they're doing for this set as well oh right the the etched foiling it's also like similar or the same as that flesh and blood card game where it's um it's like the cold something foiling i can't remember what they call it but it's like it's a type of foiling where the cards don't curl Mm -hmm. Um, it's kind of more reminiscent of like old magic because it's just the border that's foiled out oh i love that I love, yeah. I love old school foils. They're my favorite. Yeah, so you can definitely, uh, if you head over to uh, magic.wizards.com and find the Magic uh, Commander Legends spot, they have a little video at the bottom that shows you what the etched foiling looks like. So it's pretty cool. Cool. Uh, they showed off with Prosh, and so definitely with a gold-bordered card as well, it looks pretty sweet. Fantastic. Loving it. Um, I also have, uh, before we get to the story, I just have another little interesting tidbit uh, over in the world of eBay. Mm, eBay. Uh, yeah, two things here. First of all, a world record has been, well, a record has been broken. World um, record. They got Guinness, Guinness. on this. <laughs> yes. Someone called Guinness. <laughs> uh, so a PSA 10 graded card, which means like it's super minty, of an alpha black lotus uh sold for 250,000 US dollars quarter of a million dollars I mean yeah. I feel like if you have extra money and you are a fan of something go for it like, Oh yeah I'd be buying slabbed magic cards oh, if I had stupid money God why not Yeah like if I, I would too <laughs> if, if I had so much money I would buy ridiculous things like face moisturizer that cost $500 Yeah just because yeah, you can't take it with you. No. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, that's, yeah, that's uh, uh, that's pretty insane. But, uh, you know, insane, that's a reserve list for you. It, it is also the reserve list stuff. Um, no, I'm kidding. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> like, if, like if they reprinted Black Lotus in a set, in a, like a Commander Legends type set or like a Canadian Highlander type set, that's probably more appropriate. Or Le- Legacy Masters. Um, the, the value of that 10 alpha, that, that mint 10, um alpha black lotus that value i don't think would be affected even one percent but uh mm. but that's that's black lotus there are reserve list cards that would be affected by being reprinted but cards that are that old that have were only printed in those first few sets i don't think they'd be affected the same way just because they're physically they be so different way. yeah they wouldn't be affected the same way i think there might be like a little bit of effect just because I think people like right away, people would be like, Hey, wizards said they weren't going to do this and they did. What the heck is going on? Um, but, uh, I think the price would still stay. Yeah. Very, very high. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, definitely. I think I found very interesting though, besides that in the same article was that, uh, magic, the gathering cards searches has gone up 20% on eBay since March, 2020 which is when everything was shutting down for COVID stuff. Yeah, and when everybody started getting their stimulus checks that they that they could just spend that money on whatever they wanted. And I think it's so that just... people who would go to their LGS and like flip through the binders or whatever, yeah. you know, couldn't do that anymore, right? So you flip through eBay. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Yeah, totally. Yeah, so just, I mean, probably searches in general went up, like online. I mean, online Everywhere. sales in general went up. 100%. Went up. Yeah. yeah. Alrighty, so uh, let's get to the let's get to the stuff here. Let's get to this episode title here. Thank God we have uh, timestamps. I just feel like it's the courteous thing to do. Um, (laughs) so in our last episode we covered urza and zantra's return to dominaria well we also talked a little bit about them in sarah's realm but we specifically left off with uh, zantra flying through the air after being too close to an exploding phyrexian ambulator and it was a bit of a cliffhanger so let's get right back into it it was are you looking at my are you looking at my screen? I'm peeking. Okay, you can peek. Thanks. Zantra woke up sitting against a tree's broken trunk. The portal explosion had thrown her so hard she'd shattered the tree when she struck it, but Urza's armor had kept her whole. Rat was there with her while she was unconscious, which wasn't very long. While she was out, though, Urza arrived. He had thought Zantra was in some kind of distress wherever she was because of her heart. 
And uh, if you remember back when Urza and Zantra ah. traveled to Phyrexia and Zantra found the uh, vault filled with Newt's hearts, and uh, as Urza was killing Phyrexians, the hearts in the vaults flashed and then went dark, and Zantra's heart had given off a the same flash or a similar flash uh, when she hit the tree, so Urza had assumed the worst. Mm. Gotta keep that heart. If you, gotta, if you have a sleeper agent as a companion, keep that heart. That's my advice. Yeah, there you go. So uh, by the time Urza arrived, uh, there were no Phyrexians for him to deal with, but he did uh, chide Zancha for engaging them in the first place, especially with his brother present. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Urza stopped reining Zancha in when she told him that the man they had been following used an ambulator, something that neither of them had seen in centuries. Unfortunately for Urza, though, um, who was hoping to examine this new piece of Phyrexian technology, it was gone. So the three of them proceeded to examine the body of the dead priest. Zantra and Rat told Urza how the entire encounter had unfolded. Urza seemed very interested in the fact that the priest was so greatly affected by the high-pitched noises made by the concussive firepots, which made him kind of right. like all just bleed from his face and die. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Urza left shortly after they finished examining the priest's corpse while Zantra and Rat waited for her wounds to heal before they did the same. Right, because she broke her elbow and some other things. I uh, broke her face. Yeah, and as soon as she, <laughs> um, I didn't put this in the outline, but as soon as she, um, I guess, regressed the armor, you know, all the parts of her body that had been damaged, you know, instantly like swelled up and, you know, she was just a mess. Oh, I'm sure. Um, but Newt's heal incredibly fast, so she's fine. But it still did take uh, a few days for, a toll. for her to heal before her and Rat made their journey back to the cabin in her bubble. To uh, get it on. Well, they probably got it on. Like, she was probably good to go yeah. to, to make the trip, and then they banged, <laughs> and then... Yes. Yeah. And he's, like, he's, he's like 20, right? He's a young guy. He's so zero. He's in his prime. Yeah. yeah. But uh, by the time they did make it back to the cabin, Urza was already working on a new plan to flush out the Phyrexians that had infiltrated the cities of Teresir, which is the continent on uh, which they live. Um, and that plan was to use tiny artifact creatures that emitted a high-pitched sound that only Phyrexians could detect or hear or feel. Uh, with enough of them and uh, the, the, the artifact creatures and with them emitting their sound long enough, Urza believed that it would kill most Phyrexians. So Urza had created tiny artifacts that looked like spiders, which is kind of redundant, but uh, he activated one that he was showing to Zantra and Rat. The spider began to produce a high-pitched screaming sound that only Zantra could hear, being Phyrexian, and Zantra immediately fell to the floor and began to writhe in pain. She tried to draw breath to yawn out her armor, but the sound had taken possession of her body. After a few more seconds, Urza stopped the spider from screaming. Control and reason returned to Zantra, and except for a few bruises and a badly bitten tongue. Oof, that's the worst. She was no more Gosh. than dazed. Urza, ex Urza explained that the sound of the spiders made only effects affected Phyrexians. It worked by vibrating the glistening oil that flowed through their bodies until the oil breaks apart. Deemulsifies. Mm, <laughs> Science. <laughs> Urza explained that if they could plant these spiders throughout the cities and towns of Teresir and activate them at the same time, they would be able to kill every Phyrexian within range of the sound. Hmm. The spiders were too small to activate using a wick or fuse, and something like that would take too long anyway. Um, and they also wouldn't be able to be activated in tandem, which is what Urza was planning. He planned to use the Glimmer Moon to activate them. Ooh. Ooh what's yeah. the Glimmer Moon? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> <laughs> the Glimmer Moon, or the Null Sphere, as it was originally known by the Thran who built it, was one of two satellite moons that orbited Dominaria. Uh, this was something that I didn't even know about planes, but they're just, they're essentially like planets. Hmm. So when they planeswalk and they go into like the blind eternities, it's just space. Because I guess, like, you can't just go into space without a spacesuit. Mm -hmm. But you also don't instantly die. So, like, their space is yeah. a little different. I Whenever you say planeswalk, I picture someone, like, doing a little moonwalk backwards. Oh, okay. Like, that's, <laughs> that's what I picture. Okay. Every time. Huh. Well. Why, why moonwalk? <laughs> I mean, you know, planeswalk, moonwalk. 
That's all I okay. got. Okay. That's why. <laughs> okay. So the uh, the Glimmer Moon was originally a Thran base designed to control the Empire's artifact soldiers, but during the Thran Civil War, Yogmoth took control of it and used it to turn the artifact soldiers against the Thran. After the war, the Null Sphere remained in orbit for millennia, its original purpose eventually being forgotten. Hmm. Hmm, kind of like the dark side of the moon. Yeah, Pink Floyd. Nice. It's a good one. Yeah, I was thinking more <laughs> like, like you know, like Sailor Moon's lesser known cousin or something, you know. Glimmer, Glimmer Moon. Who's that? Yeah. <laughs> so since the time of the Thran, the moon had begun building up large amounts of white mana. When the Glimmer Moon was at its fullest and brightest was when it was the most full of white mana. Go it's, figure. It's just full of it. It's just full of it. <laughs> Urza had implanted a crystal into each screaming spider with one end of the crystal charged with white mana. Each crystal was placed in a drop of water where it floated on its side inside the spider. When the Glimmer Moon was full of white mana and like reached its zenith. Its apex. There you go. It tugged the charged end of the crystal, which would stand up in the drop of water. Then the spider would be activated, and it would emit the sound that would kill any Phyrexian that heard it. Yeah, like how much detail we got on these spiders. Yeah, yeah. they're very cool. They're pretty cool, yeah. This whole little premise here is very, like, you know, all the crystals and the full moon. It's it's very... Yeah, it's, it's pretty hot. It's hot it's topic. Hot. Yeah. So there were details of Urza's plan that were much more complicated, like how many spiders to put in a city and how far apart they had to be to be effective. They couldn't be too close, but they also couldn't be too far apart. Like Wi-Fi. Exactly. But over the next several months, the three of them worked it out. It's like there's too many people who have Wi-Fi here, so your Wi-Fi is fucked. Oh, Wi-Fi in an apartment building? I do not miss that. Oof. Oof. So uh, they, they had a division of labor. Rat was tasked with building as many spiders as they would need to plant throughout Terrestrial. Once he was finished with that task, Urza charged and implanted a crystal for each of them. And while Rat built spiders, Urza and Zancha would travel all over the continent, planting them in every place they would need to, to inflict the maximum amount of Phyrexian casualties. And you're probably wondering about Zancha, right? Because if they set off all these spiders, what's going to happen to her? Right, she well, needs to be. In I a feel safe like she's spot. gonna be away. Yeah, right? she she'll just be far away or something. She'll yeah. be in like the South Pole. Right, right. Yeah, uh, the yeah the armor. <laughs> well, it sounds like they only have some sort of range to them by what they were saying and putting them in the city. Yeah, and just stuff, like so. don't be in a city. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> sort of moving ahead a bunch of months, um, several months, let's say. This whole thing probably took the better part of a year. On uh, one of Zancha's last missions to Pinkar City, uh, Zancha encountered someone she hadn't seen in over 3,000 years. So what a reunion. Hmm. While planting spiders near the largest of the holy temples in the city, she caught the scent of glistening oil, a scent that she followed into the temple. Once inside, she noticed a large hole in the floor in the middle of the temple in the form of a descending staircase. The smell of oil was stronger the closer she got to the staircase. Zancha yawned out her armor and began to descend. On her way down, she deposited several spiders on the spine of the staircase. The stairway ended in a vaulted crypt with extremely poor lighting. The sight of Phyrexian artifacts answered a wealth of questions about how deeply they had infiltrated this city. Would this be like if we caught the scent of blood kind of thing? Is it sort of like similar the way they're all... Because it was like talking about Phyrexians having oil in them. Hmm. Maybe. Or is it different oil? Yeah. Well, it's like, it, it is essentially their blood. Cause, cause yeah, that like, is a good comparison. You know, there's olive oil, but then there's like gasoline oil, and those are very different. <laughs> or there's just gasoline. Yeah, I'm sure like, yeah. like the Car Phyrexian oil, oil you know has I mean. a very specific smell that mm-hmm. uh, like Phyrexians really know, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it could, it uh, definitely, yeah, that's a, that's a good comparison actually. Mm. So Zancha walked toward the open passageway into the crypt. Once she was inside, the air smelled pure Phyrexian. Mm. Sounds like a like a cologne or something. I love it. Ode. <laughs> Ode Planeswalker. What are, what are you wearing? Pure Phyrexian. Pee-pee. <laughs> 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 just, I just put a little pee-pee on. <laughs> just dab on a little pee-pee. <laughs> Uh, Zancha had a oh, sense geez. that she had entered a much larger chamber and the sense that she wasn't alone. I keep grabbing the mouse, but it's not what I should be grabbing. Yeah, that's right. 
Zancha Zancha heard the word meatling uttered as uh, at her through the darkness. 3,400 years, give or take a few decades, and Zancha knew that voice instantly. It was Gix. He's back. And he has a new arm. Remember how he got his arm cut off in that portal? Yeah. He's got a new one. Yeah. What is meat, meatling? Well, that's what they, that's what the like more like higher ranking Phyrexians, like completed Phyrexians call newts because they don't have any metal mm. on them. So they're just meat. Yeah. They call oh. them meatling. It's like a derogatory term. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, Gix, Gix had changed since the last time Zancha had seen him. She looked at his waist when she looked straight ahead. So, like, if that makes sense, like, that's sort of how tall he is compared to her. He was altogether more man-shaped, though his metal skin didn't completely hide the glistening sinews and tubes like a human's veins, only filled with glistening oil that wound over his green-gold skin. Gix's forehead was monumental and framed a large gem that was almost certainly a weapon. His skull seemed to have been pivoted open along his brow ridge. A black metal serrated spike ran from the base of his neck to the now raised base of his skull. From the side, it looked like the spike was rooted in his spine and attached to a red, blue, and yellow fish. Fish? He's he's scary. I think it's just like the shape Uh, of a fish. Oh, yeah. It'd be really cool to see an art depiction of this Gix. A really good one is like the Vanguard art of Gix. So like those Vanguard cards that they did in the 90s. Um, Gix is on them. It's that one. Okay. Yeah. Zantra stood transfixed as a narrow beam of blood red light shone between her and Gix's bulging forehead. She felt surprised, then a command. Listen and obey. Urza's armor wasn't perfect protection against the demon's invasion of her mind, but it added to her own stubbornness and to the walls she'd made ages ago. Gix was no longer able to control Zancha, and he knew it. Gix tried again to infiltrate Zancha's mind, and on this attempt, he noticed the armor that surrounded her. Zancha then fed Gix images from her mind of Urza burning his way through the spheres of Phyrexia so many centuries ago, and Gix knew at once that this armor was one of Urza's creations. Gix told Zancha that he had been waiting for Urza and that he had a message for him. The message was one Urza already knew, that Phyrexia had infiltrated Dominaria and hundreds of other planes across the multiverse and that he was too late to stop them. Which, yeah, he did already know about, so it's like, ooh, Gix. Yeah, I'm not worried. (laughs) Gix began to advance on Zancha and she knew she wouldn't have another chance to escape if she didn't run that instant, which is what she did. Diving to her left, toward the corridor, something hard and heavy struck her back. It threw her forward. She skidded face first along the floor stones, surrounded by red light, but the armor held. Zancha scrambled to her feet and kept running. Gix wasn't accustomed to defiance from a newt, and therefore spent several seconds in a kind of shock while Zancha kept running down (laughs) the corridor to the stairs. The stairway was too narrow for Gix's imposing figure, and he wasn't fast enough to catch her before she made it out of the corridor to the stairs. I guess from like thousands and thousands of years of this never happening, you'd be like, uh, what? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, definitely. Yeah. Gix did have time to hurl one last attack at Zancha as she ran up the stairs. A fireball engulfed her. She clung to the spine of the staircase until it passed. Then she kept going until she was outside of the temple and on the streets of Pinkar City. She didn't waste any time activating her bubble before beginning her journey back to the cabin she shared with Urza and Rat. Rat. He's getting ratty. We're tipping. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so when she arrived back at the cabin, Rat was finishing another batch of screaming spiders that Urza would need to implant crystals in. Urza informed the two that he had several new ideas for improving this batch of spiders and wanted to be alone while he did this work. <laughs> he probably wanted to jerk it or something. What? Such a grump. Yeah. He's like, like, I'm going to go be by myself and work on my spiders. <laughs> but I, Are you two going to have sex just, again? <laughs> No one's having sex with me. (laughs) It does seem a little suspicious, though. Yeah, it does, but it's not... uh, I don't think it's suspicious at all. It might be. It's been a while since I read this book. (laughs) So you're going to be surprised, too. (laughs) Why why do you want to be alone for these spider things that can hurt Zancha? Yeah, why can't we just just stay in the other half of the cabin? (laughs) Maybe they're too chatty, and, you know, I understand. You can hear them through the wall. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. Maybe they didn't have noise-canceling headphones, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it could be. So he told Zancha and Rat that he would walk them anywhere they wanted to go 
for the next nine days and would return for them when he finished his work. It was a kind of vacation before the glimmer moon reached its zenith, and they would all have to see if their work these past months had worked. Uh, Zantra's encounter with Gix was something that she chose not to share with Urza for fear that he would travel to Pincar City and fall into any trap that Gix might have laid for him. I gotta say, I don't, like, in a fight between the two of them, I mean, a planeswalker? Come on. Who's gonna I th- win? I think Urza still wins. Yeah. 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 Definitely. <laughs> Spoiler it's all, alert. It's just like a little... <laughs> it's uh, kind of crazy still how, like, Urza just thinks that's his brother. I guess it's just a really good disguise. I guess. I guess they look a lot alike. Um, yeah. And, like, he doesn't, like, totally believe it, but, uh, you know, I think it's just... Like I, I just wanna, I just want my friend. I thought Urza didn't fall for it. I thought. Uh, well, he he didn't fall for no, it at he, first. Initially. But then when when Zancha told him that the Phyrexians also took Mishra's memories, then he's like, oh yeah, sure, I got it now. Oh man. <laughs> if he just doesn't remember something, it was because of his memories yeah. being lost by yeah. the Phyrexians. And he read the Antiquities War, or at least Zancha explained the, the you know the the major plot points. So he's he's good. So do Urza and Mishra not age then? That's a good question. Urza doesn't. Well, Urza <laughs> is ageless because he's a, a planeswalker, so yeah, he's a mortal. So throughout the book, when Urza's talking to Rat, is he like, "Hey, Mishra"? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. That's a good question about the <laughs> the aging thing, though. Well, because if Rat is like twenty years old, I think the way she, if I remember correctly, the way that she spins it to Urza is that Mishra's been a prisoner of Phyrexia and so he also hasn't aged. I think that might be it, but uh, you know, let me know in the comments if you've recently read this book. <laughs> uh, shout out to the card bazaar because I think he's doing this one next. Uh, Zancha knew that uh, Urza had changed in the past several months since the arrival of his brother, air quotes. Zancha could see in the way that he behaved. For one thing, the old Urza would not have suggested a romantic getaway for his companions. All that being said, Zancha knew that Urza was still very much concerned with the past. This next part from the novel. Urza had gotten over his obsession with writing his brother's fate, but he still talked of traveling back in time, much further back in time. Urza wanted to meet the Thran and fight beside them in their final battle against the Phyrexians. He thought they might know the enemy's true home, and although he didn't say it, Zancha believed Urza hoped to travel to a time before the Thran, all the way to the Phyrexians' first world, to annihilate rather than exile them. Zancha declined Urza's offer of walking her and Rat to another plane for the next nine days. She instead planned to travel to Koilos with Rat to find clues to the origins of Phyrexia. This was also something she, she chose not to share with Urza. Keeping secrets. Secret secrets oh are no fun. Zantra told Urza that she would be taking Rat on a journey through the countryside of Old Teresier. The fact that they wouldn't be anywhere near the cabin while he worked was good enough for him. Just get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. Go on a honeymoon. Get out of here. Who are you guys banging all the time? Yeah, why don't you just get married? (laughs) Yeah, why don't you get a room somewhere else? Get it? Why don't you get your own cabin? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) On their journey to Koilos, Zancha filled Rat in on everything that had happened in Pincar City and where they were going, which is always what you want to find out when you're already going somewhere. (laughs) It took the two (laughs) traveling. It took the two traveling in Zancha's bubble over the Seal Immense three days to reach Koilos, and uh, I guess. So they're just hanging out in a bubble for three days? Uh, well, he can sleep. But she can, she has to stay awake. Did he bring snacks? They brought they brought provisions, yeah. Did he, like, hold a straw <laughs> up to her mouth while she was busy making the bubble? Or can she, can, can she like, multitask? Like, how you can, like, eat and drive at the same time? <laughs> I, I know I'm very concerned with the logistics of little things in these books, but, I mean... It's just funny to think about. Yeah. Like, I can suspend my disbelief for stuff like, you know, the fact that they're planeswalkers. I can suspend my disbelief for the whole world. But, like, if they, if in this world they still eat and sleep and stuff, then obviously it's important. Right. But she's a, she's a newt, right? She's not human. She has a little bit more... Uh... She's, got a, little, she's okay. got a little bit more stamina. So she can stay up for three days. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
So um, Rad is such a trooper. Yeah. He's like, I'll live in this tiny cabin with you and your grump Well, companion. he's a slave. Yeah. Right. Yeah, to. he's a slave. He has to be a trooper. Um, he's like, all right, I'll just, I'll do what you tell me to because I got to be here. But I guess Sancho wants him to want to be there. I want that. That's what she says. <laughs> Sounds like her. Yeah. yeah. Just got that Phyrexian accent. So when they reached the caves, they made a small camp to stow their supplies and began their search. Their initial search of the caves and surrounding area gave them no clues to the Thran Phyrexian War. Because of this, Zancha wanted to leave only a few hours after they had arrived, even though she was like super tired from being awake for three days, but whatever. Rat wasn't in a similar rush to leave because he probably didn't want to get back in that fucking bubble. No shit. <laughs> he explained that he wanted to see Koilos in the moonlight before they left. Aww. It's probably romantic. That's right. Is it in the <laughs> glimmer moonlight? Um, yeah. Yeah. It'd yeah, be one I of guess. the moons. They have two moons. Oh. But yeah, they have two satellites. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if the other one is naturally forming, but the glimmer moons uh, is fake. It's not fake. It's real. It's just, it's it, it was built. Man-made. It's yeah. like the Death there you Star. Go. Exactly. But that's no moon. Uh, <laughs> <Ow>. <laughs> Considering what the journey had taken out of Zancha, she decided that she could use the rest. She told Rat to wake her at sunset that night, and that is exactly what he did. Rat led Zancha to the main cave where sunset light was pouring in through the cavern mouth. Zancha was transfixed by the sight, but Rat wanted her to turn around to see the carvings that covered the walls, which only became visible once the sunset light bathed the cave. Zancha turned to look and would have collapsed if Rat hadn't caught her. She's surprised. Zancha explained that she could read the carvings on the walls. She said that the Fane of Flesh had similar lessons carved into its walls. The carvings on the walls were an outline of the Thran-Phyrexian War. That, uh, what they said was that the war between the Thran and Phyrexia was really a civil war which I think we talk about in like part one of this series. So this isn't a surprise to anyone, but surprise to Zancha. So think about that. Um, they explained <laughs> that there had been no Phyrexia until Yogmoth left Dominaria and created it. Zancha found it hard to believe that Urza had been so wrong about this for almost his entire life. They had spent almost a thousand years looking for the world the Phyrexians had come from. And all that time, it had been Urza's world. Hmm. Wow. So just imagine how Zancha's feeling right now. And Rat was probably just thinking, I wanted to do something romantic for you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ouch. She's going to have to get back in that bubble. <laughs> Devastation. <laughs> now that they knew the truth about f the Phyrexians, they knew it was probably not something they should share with Urza. Just because they didn't know what he would do if they found out the, the, the Thran were also the Phyrexians. Like, it's kind of complicated, but um, he'd probably get upset. They got to really walk on eggshells yeah. around this guy. Yeah, just in general. It's like, I'm going to lie do. to you about your brother. I ran into Gix. I'm not going to tell you about it. Saw some cave wall drawings. Not going to tell you about it. <laughs> it's going to be fine. <laughs> it's fine. The foundation of their relationship, like Urza and Zaja, it's based on lies, and that is not healthy. You know what is healthy? Communication. That's right. Yeah. Even among platonic relationships. Yeah, but they're like, you know, they just, they're they've had, they'd have such, they'd had such a he rough like time. He like mistrusts her and he's like, you're stupid and shitty. Like, <laughs> that's what he said to Rat. He's like, Rat, don't, don't like her. She's dumb. It's like, is basically what yeah, he said to like, him. It's like, then why have you been dragging me around for the last 3,000 years? <laughs> he, he's like, I Hers wish I could quit you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's oh just like Brokeback Mountain. You're absolutely right. <laughs> Uh, so with this, with this new revelation, the two of them headed back to their cabin. <laughs> Fucking cabin. During their trip back, Zancha got the, uh, well, th there's <laughs> this is cute. Read it. <laughs> so during their trip back, Zancha got really tired and lost control of her bubble oh, no. and they ended up in the ocean and Urza had to save them after Zancha broke the summoning crystal, uh, that Urza had made for her. Okay, so this is why Urza is like doesn't love Zancha the most because it's like, oh God, I gotta come and clean up your mess. You can't control your bubble. I gotta save you from the ocean. Okay, well he That's high maintenance. He gave her the bubble first of all, <laughs> and he also gave her the summoning crystal. So if he didn't want to be bothered, he shouldn't have given it to her. <laughs> He's like, take it, better care of the stuff I give you. It's still really surprising to me that like. 
uh, she still wanted to go back still that soon because it's like you just were up for three days traveling in this bubble. What do you think is going to happen? I guess they had. I think I feel like she had to be back in like the nine days or I don't know. She would have been punished. I'm not sure. They really emphasize yeah. the nine day time frame. We got to get back in nine days, rat. Well, because the because the moon's going to apex, isn't that why? Uh, no, they still have time even after the mo- after they get back before the moon apexes. Oh, all yeah. right. Well, he said nine days, and you know, she's uh, she commits to her timelines. Yeah, if you're not gonna if yep. you're not gonna do it, don't say you're gonna do it. So I think that this is just uh, this whole thing with them falling into the ocean and everything is just a plot device to make us remember the summoning crystals. Because Zancha is going to use a new one to make Urza f- find her on their on their big night, um, which is the Glimmer Moon's apex. Um, Urza was also a bit upset that Zancha had taken his air quotes brother to a place he would have rather traveled to with his brother. Um, but uh, let's uh, let's move on to what happens when they get back to the cabin. We're finally back at the cabin. I guess I can see him being annoyed with that. Uh, yeah. I guess so. I mean, it's a yeah. pretty, uh, uh, it's a pretty important spot for them. It's sort of where this whole thing started, at least with the power yeah. stones. Of course, like this whole thing started when they were like shitty kids and their parents didn't raise them properly, so they have this sibling rivalry that uh, caused an <laughs> ice age, essentially. You can't pit your children against each other. No, no, you can't. And also don't have like the two, like two kids in the same year so that the first year, the first day of the year is the, is like the first kid's birthday and the last day of the year is the other kid's birthday because that's just going to cause problems too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the dominarian year must be like 18 months or something because I don't know what's going on here. Urza explained to them the idea for what would eventually become the Tolarian Academy reserve list. He talked about using places like the Academy to build massive artifact sentries that would be placed all over Dominaria. They would be used to defend against the coming invasion. These sentry defenses would be manned by assistants to their cause. These assistants would become the guardians of the sentries. They would become the patriarchs and matriarchs of permanent communities surrounding the sentries. Uh, but Zanja couldn't be a part of it. Urza expected that Zanja and Rat would leave together and live out the rest of their lives. Well, I guess the rest of Rat's life because mm-hmm. Zancha uh, was immortal. Zancha was somewhat upset by being exiled by Urza again, but by now she had learned that no matter how much affection and dedication she or anyone else had for Urza, he would never be capable of returning it. Aww. Yeah. But she, at Truth. least she's got Rat. I got my Rat boy. That's right. Yeah. Oh, it's like, it's like he's her papa and he's just not... Giving her the love that she wants, so now she has daddy issues. Oh, she definitely has daddy issues. Oh, man. (laughs) But in any case, uh, the night of Glimmer Moon Zenith was fast approaching. At dusk, the night before the moon reached its highest point, or its apex. I think that's a much better word. I don't know why I went with Zenith. Probably because of the cycle cycle of Zenith cards. It's just fun to say. Yeah. Urza walked uh, Zancha and Rat to Pincar City to get into position for the following night when he would activate the spiders. Urza instructed them to get to the top of the temple at the center of the city, the same temple that Zancha had encountered Gix in. Once there, they would wait for the Phyrexians to be revealed. This was also a place far enough away from the screams of the spiders emitted to keep Zancha from hearing them. So she's like right in the thick of it. She's not far away. I tricked you guys. Yeah. Even with distance and Zancha's armor to protect her, Urza had also given Zancha two lumps of wax to stuff in her ears as one final measure. Because that's what you want. You know, if if all is fails, stuff some wax in your ears. Well, it comes to sound, I guess so. That's the old <laughs> school way of yeah. of earplugs. That's what they did. Yeah, they didn't have foam. No. Know. Zancha and Rat made their own camp on the city streets until the next day when they would make their way to the center of the city to get into position at the top of the temple. Once there, they waited. Zancha was prepared with her armor on and her ears plugged when the spiders started screaming in the early hours of the morning. At first, only a few sleepers fell, some of them from the ranks of the Red Stripes. Um, whenever I read Red Stripes, I always think about that Jamaican beer commercial. Uh, mm. I'm not going to say it, but I think everyone knows what I'm talking about. Some of the Red Stripes <laughs> must have known they were sleeper. there were sleepers among them as they distanced themselves from their fallen comrades quickly. That's not cool. I think the only way that that's acceptable is if you think they're like weird kind of aliens 
It's like your comrades falling. You're not just immediately helping them. Um, more sleepers began to succumb to the screaming spiders as well as completed Phyrexians among the red stripes. As the screaming spiders intensified, the sleepers and completed Phyrexians, both on the ground and standing upright, began to explode. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah, that's a lot of fun. The sound, as Urza had promised, had reached its zenith with the glimmer moon. This horrifying spectacle was also happening all over Teresir. Not only did the vibrations caused by the screaming kill Phyrexians, but buildings throughout the city began to collapse, causing massive devastation. And that's just uh, collateral damage. They I mean, didn't if plan for that. Their bodies are just exploding everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'll get you. It might affect other kinds of oil too, like if they oiled like brick buildings as they're building them. I don't know. Mm, just thinking. Right. It's off oh, the, it's off the cuff. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. They probably don't do that, but yeah. who knows. Um, the central part of the temple's roof that Zancha and Rat were perched on collapsed, and from it, Gix emerged surrounded by the same red glow that he had had when Zancha encountered him below the temple. So there's, like, uh, Zancha and Rat are safe. It's, it's like they weren't perched on that part. They were sort of on a different part of the uh, temple structure. And as soon uh. as uh, Zancha s- saw Gix, she broke the new summoning crystal that Urza had made for her. See, it came back. Urza didn't immediately arrive. He hadn't said where he would go to watch the Glimmer Moon that night. But just as Gix started causing trouble, what a troublemaker, that guy. Mm-hmm. Urza arrived, <laughs> and what unfolded next was a Clash of the Titans-type battle with the two of them flying through the air, hurtling beams of energy at each other. And uh, when I was reading this part in the book, it kind of reminded me of the uh, Ang Lee's Hulk, where at the end, uh, Eric Bana and... Oh, Nick Nolte God. fight and they're just like fighting in the clouds like Hulk's just like fighting clouds that's sort of what I thought of whereas yeah. like in this scenario Gix is Hulk and Urza is the clouds um, but anyways um, just to... did it have like a decent description of the fight or uh, yeah yeah but it's 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 fast it's it's a good description but it's very fast it's sort of you sort of feel the same way after it as you do in that uh, in the Hulk movie so it's like it's cool but you know it's not it's not fantastic <laughs> but uh, of course, Gix wasn't a match for Urza, and after a short fight, he fled the city. Shortly after that, the spiders stopped screaming, and the people of Pincar City started cleaning things up. Gotta get my broom out. Yeah, and just Gotta clean up this clean up these, you know, these buildings. <laughs> crushed all, all these people. Everywhere. They don't even talk about all the people that were probably crushed. From oh, th- these sure. buildings collapsing. So, like, score one for yeah. Urza. Turns out that Urza had been keeping an eye on Gix this whole time and was waiting for him to poke his head out. And he didn't tell Zancha because he didn't want to frighten her. So yeah. he's also keeping secrets. Which, which we knew. Got we knew. I think the only one that doesn't have secrets is Rat. But he also kind of does because he's faking, uh, you know, being a guy. But he's doing that because Zancha told him to. And he's a slave. Sure. Yeah, plus he wants, <laughs> you know, he wants to get up in that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the three of them chased Gix back to Koilos, which is where <clears throat> Gix ran to. I don't think I mentioned that. Once there, they made their way into the caves. They found Gix in the second cave that they entered, and Urza and Gix immediately began hurtling all manner of sorcery at each other. It was all that Zantra and Rat could do to avoid being struck by both the demons and the planeswalkers' attacks. The battle eventually came down to a contest of wills embodied by a web of blue light between blue-white light between Urza and Gix. This display of power was created by Urza's power stone eyes and the power stone that was affixed to the middle of Gix's forehead. Zancha and Rat intervened when they saw that Urza was losing when his power stone eyes were being pulled from their sockets. Owie. I was about to compare this to, like, you know, the Care Bear stare, but... It's kind of like that. <laughs> I, I don't <laughs> think their, you know, bellies get ripped from them if... Uh, if they lose, <laughs> if they start to lose. Against no heart, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they moved to either side of the web and reached into the light to stop the power stones. Urza, or, or sorry, Zantra and Rat did this. Gix tried to destroy them, but in the moment when his focus was distracted... Urza's power stones were freed, and he was able to destroy the demon in the form of a huge explosion, which also killed Rat and Zancha. <gasps> yeah. What? Wow. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Urza was uh, merely knocked unconscious by this explosion. Just, just right there. Yeah, that's Boom, it. done. Boom, done. That's right. So when Urza uh, awoke, he realized that his companions were gone, and, uh, you know, he was, he was sad, especially for Zancha. 
the story ends with Urza being more determined than ever to travel back in time to save Dominaria, but also to begin preparations for the full-scale Phyrexian invasion that was coming. Uh, as Urza made his way out of the caves, realizing that he still had a literal piece of Zancha in the form of her Hearthstone, which is going to come back in time streams. So she's uh, she's lost but not forgotten. So she'll she'll live on. Don't worry, guys. We'll cover that in the next At one. At the end of time streams, does he like stand on the edge of a ship and throw her little Hearthstone into the ocean? No, it's much <laughs> it's much better than that. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's much better than that. With that, we're going to uh, uh, wrap this episode up. Wow. Yeah, we hope you've enjoyed our uh, Explain series. We're going to continue it with time streams, not next week, but some point in the future. And thank you all for listening. And Ainsley, thank you for joining us and for editing the show for our listeners. My pleasure. Got to say, I'm, I'm a little shook that Rad is dead. That's that's who I'm sad about. You're sad about Rat? Yeah. Oh my goodness. You're not even you're not sad about Zancha. She's like the best character. I mean Zancha I'm sad yeah, about Zancha. Yeah, Zancha's awesome. But <laughs> she's lived she's lived so long already. Yeah, but she only just started to love. Oh. <laughs> a dead guy now. Yeah, a dead guy. They're <laughs> both dead. <laughs> but you know what? That's probably better, right, that they both died at the same time because uh, she would have just lived forever, right? She would have had to watch him get old and decrepit. And the, that's, 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 I think that's more of a tragedy. That's really funny because I actually just finished watching a series where that exact thing happens. Uh, one is immortal, one is not, and they get married. And it's like, well, what the hell are they going to do? And then he ends up dying. It's like, oh, that's what they're going to yeah, do. Yeah, that's, that's clever writing grow right old. there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, all right, everybody. Well, uh, again, thank you for, uh, listening and, and we'll have Riley back next week. That's right. And, so. and where can people find you on social media? Oh yeah. Um, I'm on Instagram at, um, command beacon and, uh, Eric doesn't trust social media, so he's not on there. And, uh, do you <laughs> want to plug your social media? Sure. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm, I'm Ainsley Amethyst on yeah. Instagram. And you also have uh, you also have an Etsy. You got some cool stuff on there. I do, yeah. There's a link yeah. in my bio on my Ainsley Amethyst account. Cool. If you want to check it out. Right on. Um, all right, everybody. Well, we hope you enjoyed this, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye, friends. Bye now. Thanks, everybody. Turn one soul ring.